0: Hello, and welcome to the Beatline, the official podcast of the West Virginia National Guard. I'm Staff Sergeant Caleb Vance, as Public Affairs Specialist with your West Virginia National Guard. Today on the show, we have Senior Airman Donnie Lambert, who was just awarded the 2020 American Legion Spirit of Service Award. Senior Airman Lambert is a services airman for the 130th Force Support Squadron. He's involved in many different volunteer and other organizations outside of the Air National Guard. We'll get into that later, but without further ado, welcome uh, Airman Lambert to the show, and we're going to go ahead and kick it off. When did you join the unit? So
1: I joined the 130th uh, Airlift Wing in March of 2014 and attended basic training after graduation and have uh, just... Actually, recently re-enlisted uh, in March, right before <laughs> all this COVID-19 stuff really uh, hit the fan for us, so it's been a fun experience. Fun, fun. So, why did you join? So, my family uh, history has always been military-related, um, all, the, all the way back to the founding of the country. And my parents were very adamant when I was younger, very young, and saying, you got two choices. You're either going to join the military or you're going to go to college. And as I got older, I kind of realized why don't why don't I do both? I can have what I thought at the time was the best of both worlds, and I haven't regretted my decision at all. Um, when it came time for me to really sit down and think about what branch to join, um, I've been blessed back home to know many veterans across all branches, and all of them said we're saying the same thing. You need to join the Air Force. You're too smart for the Army. Marines are going to break you. You you don't need to be a bullet magnet. You need (laughs) to join a branch that's going to treat you right and that you'll enjoy being a part of. And once I kind of realized that, I needed to make the decision, do I want to join the active duty Air Force or do I want to join the Air National Guard? And about that time, I was really looking at what I wanted in life and realized that the Air Guard was going to give me a military career while still being able to also have a civilian career. So then it came down to, do I want to join the 130th, or do I want to join the 167th? And what really set the decision for me was where I was going to college, and that was at Glenville State. Well, if I had attended, if I wanted to go to the 167th, I'd had about a three-hour drive, whereas, at least being in college, I had an hour-and-a-half drive with the 130th.
0: So you are a services airman. What what does your typical duty look like?
1: Uh, So typical... Drill weekend for me with uh, services is, of course, the morning formation, learn what we uh, just talked with uh, leadership about what's expected for the weekend, and then 9 times out of 10, it's usually just prepare the meal for the uh, the weekend, the lunches for both days and everything of that sort. Um, since 2018, I've been a part of the um, fatality search and recovery team with uh, West Virginia Surf Peace, so if there's any trainings or anything we need to do for that, uh, that encompasses some of my drill weekends Um, and a lot of the time um, it seemed to be coming more and more and I don't I'm not going to say no to this ever at all is uh, honor guard functions or color guard functions someone's retiring from one of the other squadrons they want a flag fold during their ceremony we'll do that or if there's a change of command sometimes we'll do the, um, the flag presentations for that so it just even though I'm in services and you think services is just cooking for at least me and a few others there's plenty of things to do throughout the weekend. Awesome.
0: So, let's get to uh, your service with the American Legion. You joined right after basic training, right?
1: Yes. So, what it was, um, to kind of backtrack with why I joined the American Legion, was the Boy Scout troop that I was originally a part of was sponsored by the uh, my American Legion post. And one of the things that the troop would do as a kind of a thank you for the post sponsoring them was a um, – Flag ceremony during their birthday dinner and the Veterans Day dinner, and that was my first exposure to the American Legion was presenting the Coast Guard flag of all the branches I was the Coast Guard, and learning what the American Legion did, and when I got to be a junior in high school, incoming senior, uh, some of the guys in the post liked me enough and said, we want to send you to American Legion Mountaineer Boys State, where I learned uh, Americanism, and learned about good government through participation, and really liked Boy State, of all things, and had decided at that point that I wanted to really join the American Legion. Um, Right after graduation from BASIC, it was probably the day after I got home, I found out that one of the past commanders had passed away from the post, and I helped helped the post do military honors for him, and that's when I was really solidified that I was going to join and immediately filled out an application and uh, was... um, I'll pass through, I guess you could say, at the next meeting, which was actually that next week. So it's been, it was very quick of my decision was made, fill out the application, and I was in in no time.
0: Awesome. So starting from, you know, I'm not 100% sure how, like, the ranking and everything goes in the American Legion, but what was your role from when, you know, you joined and then as you assumed a bigger role and everything, what, what are the kind of things you did with the American Legion?
1: So starting out, I wasn't real active. I was more or less just a paid member um, because I was attending college. I was getting used to being a college student, and as I was able to make it home and uh, do funerals, to help with honored guard ceremonies, uh, flag retirements, I kind of realized I wanted to be more active. And a gentleman that I sat with in church for five years was actually a past commander of the post, and he told me all about... What he called the quote-unquote good old days, the the days back in the, the 40s and the 50s when the Legion was three million members strong and uh, was filled with the guys that were returning from World War II and what they they did then. And uh, my first exposure big with the American Legion at the post level was to be a member of the executive committee, just understand how the post was run, uh, what the financial situation was kind of like. For me, after that point, um, I was kind of thrusted into leadership because— uh, with these members being older veterans, members of uh, some members still being from World War II, some from Korea, a lot of them being from Vietnam, there is this sense of just there's no one <coughs> joining. So you had to fill the positions where you could with uh, post leadership. And it just so happened that at that time, the only position they didn't have filled was first vice commander. And first vice commander, at, at least at our post, is, You hold that position, you're going to go to one of two places. You're either going to be commander the next year or you're stepping aside and letting someone else take it. The person who was commander at the time was a really close friend of mine, and he said, I don't want to be commander again. And our Constitution and bylaws are set up to where commander's a two-year term, and it was going to be that end of of his two-year term, and he said, I need someone to take over for me. And everyone sat there and said, I don't want it. I don't want commander. I don't want commander. I don't want commander. And he looked at me and he said... You're either going to take it or we're not going to have a commander next year. And uh, I, I took first vice, and he said, all right, here's how commander's <laughs> going to be for you. I'm, glad I'm laying it out now, of how everything's going to be. And he was pretty spot on. I, uh, I was commander for two years. I just stepped down in May as post commander. And, um, well, I, I'll say this. I'm kind of glad it's someone else's problem because it's a, it's a fun and very uh, fulfilling two years. But it can also be very stressful because, at least at my post, we I was in charge of um, 470 veterans across multiple different eras and, uh, of course, all the branches. And our post as well also has a, uh, a veteran cemetery, so you're encompassing a, a large <laughs> area and trying to be in charge of that. And at 22 years old, a lot of people didn't feel as if I had that leadership, so I always had those people that were saying, you're not good enough, you're not good enough, you, you're not going to be good at this, and... I think I did an alright job. Leader uh, membership stayed about the same. Uh, we made goal membership goal the first year. This year we didn't make it, but that's also because COVID-19 really just for two months I couldn't even get yeah. to the post to look at the membership cards, to call members and say, hey, I still I still know you're here. I want to make sure you're okay. I want to make sure you know you're not just a number. But at the end of the day, you can only do so much. You're only human. Of
0: course. So sounds like you had a. A lot of responsibility to be, you know, younger and and dealing with a bunch of different generations and all those challenges and stuff. So, you think, you know, you were, a, were during that term were you a full time student at all?
1: I was um, for the first about seven months. I wasn't. I was. I had graduated Linville State, and then that next week I took over at the post. And then a week later, a week later, I left for a week long trip in Berlin. So basically, for that first week of my tenure, it was pretty much a vacation. So I wasn't even in the country. And then after that, um, I was actually employed full time with Coca Cola Bottling Company. And then in January of 2019, I uh, became a full time student up at the WVU for their graduate program in Masters in Legal Studies, and uh, did that. I'm I'm still doing that online while also taking care of the post, and then in April of 2019, I took over the um, the district because the district commander was stepping down to take over the department, and she's getting ready to step down and help me again at the, the district level because regardless, um, what I've seen with the American Legion, at least in this department, in the Department of West Virginia, is even though we step down from different levels, <coughs> we're still there to help because we're not just going to st- give it to someone else and then step aside. We like to continue to help them and guide them as best we can. Okay. But um, it's been even while I was post commander, I was also holding, like I said, in April 2019, took over the district, and then in June, when uh, my predecessor as district commander became the department commander, I became her membership vice chairman for three districts, totaling 33 posts, totaling just under 4,000 members of the American Legion. I literally covered a whole third of the state, covered the whole eastern panhandle, all the state, all the uh, the posts for them. Uh, my district, which covers all the way down to Uh, Cowan and Ronsford in Greenbrier County and then covered all the way up into Mordentown. And to hold that at 23 going into 24, that was a lot for me to take. And I'll be the first to say I kind of failed at my job a little bit because Department of West Virginia, this year we ended up 44th in the nation membership-wise. Didn't make goal. Uh, No post in my district made goal. And I'll be the first to say it. I kind of failed at my job, but that's also because it was a learning year for me. Um, Next year, uh, coming next month, because of just COVID and everything being moved, convention being moved, I'm stepping down to, well, I won't call it stepping down as I am, I'm just moving to a different position, and I'm moving to um, assistant sergeant at arms, so I can more effectively handle the district, and just learning still a lot of different things.
0: So with, you know, all your different roles and uh, you know, I read that you're a member of Amvet's, uh, which is another volunteer organization or a community organization, and then um, you know, other memberships, full in and out of full time student status, in and out of full time working status and being a a guardsman. What drives you to keep like keep up with that? Because I mean, I know at <coughs> 22, 23, 24 years old,
1: you're not really focused on right, volunteerism, you're focused right. on your schooling, your career, your family and that's where a lot of, um, a lot of things I run into when I try to recruit people of our generation of our veteran e- uh, era is people are telling me that, well I'm just too busy, I, I don't have the time for it. And I understand that because I'm doing that, I'm doing all of that and doing all of this. So what really drives me is just the programs that the American Legion has. Boys State, the oratorical contest where we uh, pick people from high school, from so, uh, freshmen all the way through senior years, talking about different aspects of the Constitution, um, American Legion baseball. And what really is driving me, though, is the fact that it's, it's, it's our turn. It is our generation's turn to run the American Legion. But if we're going to run it, we got to actually be a part of it and say we want to take it over, we want to run it. And it's just, I have the heart for the organization because I've just it's always been a part of my life and I don't want to see it go to the wayside because no one has time for it anymore. So I'm trying to get people of my, my generation, I'm trying to get my friends, a lot of my friends who are in the military to at least be members, see how it is, see that it's the American Legion that at least back home is running the Memorial Day service. Uh, helping with the Veterans Day service, helping run the the Veterans Day parade. We're trying to organize a Memorial Day parade. uh, We're the ones putting out the flags down two streets, totaling about eight, nine blocks, uh, 130, 140 flags during the patriotic holidays. So I'm just trying to show them that if the American Legion goes, at least at the post level, at the local level, there's going to be a lot of uh, loss of the patriotism. And at the national level, we're losing, we'll are losing lose a major voice in our, our rights as not only Guardsmen, but also as when we re- achieve veteran status, the different things that the VA offers us.
0: Okay. To the award you got, it is the 2020 American Legion Spirit of Service Award. Can you talk to me a little bit about what exactly that is awarded for? It says for exceptional record of leadership and volunteer service, but can you go a little bit more in depth?
1: Yes, so that award is awarded to members of the military who are E-5 and below, to all branches, Army, Air Force, Navy, Marine Corps, Coast Guard, and to the Air National Guard as well, who have in the previous year, January 1 to December thirty first, 2019, who exemplified extraordinary community service outside their, um, their duty hours. So for me, it was... Running the post, running the district, running the department, helping rebuild two posts, trying to get two posts rejuvenated. One post being in my district, one post being back in Glenville, and volunteering for the um, the funerals, just all all those sorts of things. It was when I got the email from my leadership saying we think you'd be good for this award. My thought was the only thing that I have experience in with community service that past year is in this organization itself. Uh, can you talk to us a little bit about your
0: goals moving forward, both maybe militarily or in the American Legion
1: itself? So, future goals, and I've expressed this at least in this organization is I'd like to be the de- the department commander. I'd like to be the the uh, the top white hat, <laughs> I guess you could say in the in the department. Um, I actually didn't expect to get this far in the organization. I honestly thought. I'd be post commander, that's as far as I'd go, I'd be at the pinnacle of the post career by 24, and then after that I can just be in the the shadows, just really focus on that, and actually what had happened was a, uh, one of my predecessors as post commander, a good friend of mine, um, suffered a major stroke getting ready to go to his granddaughter's Navy boot camp graduation, and... At that time, he was the one that was supposed to be in the in the places I'm essentially in. He should be district commander right now because at the time he was the district adjutant. So I f- took in for the, I filled in for his position there, and at the department level he'd already been a, a sergeant at arms. So he was already filling out what we call the, the, the tickets that you need to have before you become department commander. And with him being gone, um, department leadership kind of viewed we need someone else in in his shoes and. They kind of saw me, and I guess they just kind of said, all right, we're going through our, our chips at this kid. And I haven't said no yet, and I've really enjoyed myself. I've been to a few national events. I've been to the national membership workshop at the national headquarters in Indianapolis. Um, I'm being told – I put my packet in to go to National Legion College in November to learn about writing resolutions, learning how to more effectively run post, uh, post-district and department leadership. And I'm hoping it'd be nice to, if COVID kind of goes away at some point, I'd like to attend a national convention before I uh, start having, before I start building my family, and I'm not able to leave anymore. Uh, is
0: there anything you're looking forward to in your future with the career with the Air National Guard here?
1: I think, at least at the current time, yeah, I'd like to remain drill status, but I still, I still want to climb the ladder as best I can. I want to be able to get as far as I can in the International Guard because while I say I'll do my 20, I realistically, I think I'm going to stay in until the Guard tells me we're going to give you mandatory retirement because you're just too old to be with us anymore because there's a few Legionnaires that I know who live around here, including the department chairman this year, uh, Dan Chandler, who stayed in for almost 40 years and said they enjoyed every second of their career, and that's what I want. I want to stay in the Guard for as long as I can. I want to enjoy my career. I want to be a member of the Legion for as long as I can and enjoy that as best I can. And I'd like to climb the ladder of both organizations as best I can, get as far as I I can, be as high up the leadership chain as I can be where I think I am most effective. And for at least the Legion, I think I'll be most effective at the department commander position, at least for the year, because a lot of what I hear when I try and recruit people is, besides being too busy, or they just don't have time for it, is, well, it's just an old man's organization. There's just a bunch of old veterans at the bars, drinking, talking about the exchanging war stories. And, in fact, a lot of the posts in this state, out of the 103 posts, I want to say less than 30 have a a club room, have a bar. And a lot of them want to be more active than they are, but the problem is is their members are getting older. They're getting to the point where they want to hand it off to someone else and say, you run with it, it's your turn. But the problem is, is there's no one to hand that torch off to yet because we're not there. And I know this from firsthand experience because my predecessor is now 70. He was 68 when he handed it over to me. The sergeant at arms that we've had for well over 20 years as a past commander, He was 80. he's 87 now. He was one of the oldest guys to go to Desert Storm when he deployed with the, uh, the 201st Field Artillery Battalion. And he's still active because even though he's up there in age, he feels he's effective with it. But he also knows that if he's not there, there's no one really to fill in for him yet. Right. So going back to what you said a second ago, uh, Dan Chandler
0: is former one thirtieth Command Chief and mm. former State, State Command, Command Chief. Chief. Yes. How has he been involved with you as far as like
1: mentoring you at all? Yes. And stuff like uh, that? If, there's, if there that? was one person I could say is a mentor, it has definitely been Dan Chandler. Um, I met him when my friend, my predecessor's commander, was elected the uh, district adjutant in um, Ronsford in Grandbriar County, I want to say probably three years ago, and I was talking with Dan. I didn't know who Dan was, never met him before, didn't know what a state command chief was, which was really bad on me because I'm really big into history, and we start talking, and he's describing this person that he served with, and I said, you know, you sound like you're describing a guy by the name of Brent Clevenger, and he said, you know Brent Clevenger? I said, yeah, I know Chief Cleventure. He said, he's chief. And from there, we've just, we've really clicked. We've really been uh, uh, good friends. Um, I rode with him out to the National Conference, membership conference in Indianapolis, and he's definitely mentored me in a lot of things. There's actually something that he gave me, at least uh, in words not too long ago, that I'm trying to work back into my life a little better, and that was um, I visited him, out at his house not too long ago, helped he's helped me build shadow boxes and learn how to do that. And I was talking to him about post leadership, what I have at my post, and he said, don't call it your post. It's not just your post. It's the post. Call it the post at 29 or something of Elkins. Because when you refer to it as just yours, well, it, you're kind of saying it's just yours. It can't be anyone else's. And it's really stuck with me because he's right. I don't want to be saying at my age it's my post, and then start getting older and still wanting to cling to those old days, I want to kind of move the the organization forward. So he's definitely mentored me a lot, and I really hope that he can continue to do so, um, given his his current situation and his his circumstances. And I hope that um, he's able to be recognized by the department at least one more time.
0: Have you thought
1: about going to law school? I know that's something you said you are passionate about. Law school's never out of the question for me. I've always been interested in law school since I attended a kind of like an orientation kind of thing back when I was a sophomore. And I'm still interested. I would like to be because one of the positions that you can hold at the department level is judge advocate. And the current judge advocate we have, um, I respect him very highly because he was my counselor at Boys State. And I know that one day he's going to have to step down. He's going to want to retire. He's going to want to enjoy what years he has left. And someone's going to have to fill that role in. So I'm always kind of looking at where I can help out regardless. And also, um, I actually found this out recently, is that uh, American Legion Post can have judge advocates and have essentially kind of legal advice. And uh, I know there's been a few times with working with Constitution and bylaws that – legal advice would be really helpful before submitting paperwork. So, yeah, I um, being a judge never out of the question as well. It's just seeing where life's taking me right now. It's just where law school is extremely expensive. And uh, <laughs> I, I haven't yet completed graduate school, but I'm already kind of cusping at $40,000 between undergrad and graduate. You know, another, I think the last time I looked, $89,000 <laughs> is a little bit of a, uh, A punch to the wallet, so it's never out of the question, but at least at the current second, I'm kind of just seeing where life can take me with that. I know you have a degree, so have you thought about commissioning? I want to be an officer, and I'm studying to take the AFOQT. It's just how life is right now with all our current situations and circumstances. I can only do so much, so I'm I'm trying. I want to be, but... (laughs) I can only really do so much. I'm my plate has definitely been full these last couple of years.
0: Can you talk a little bit about um, how your leadership here has supported you
1: with the allegiance? So, the um, I want to kind of say, looking back with it, they kind of went hand in hand. What I learned as I was going moving up post leadership and district leadership, I've been kind of moving up with um leadership in the squadron, at least in the ways of the honor guard. Um, when it comes to honor guard functions, I'm usually the first or second person they call, which is they know my leadership knows I'll be there. I, I like doing that sort of thing. I enjoy it very, very greatly. And what I learned with the post was sometimes you just got to stand up and say, this is what I believe. Got to make decisions. And it's followed me over at least with the honor guard to say, this is what I want. This is what I want to do. This is where I want to go. And, um, not just waited around for it, honestly, trying to take the chance to go do something, whether it's um, ALS, tried something different with ALS, or if it's in-residence. So it's been—the Legion and learning with the Legion has definitely been pushing me with the Air Guard to do more, want to do more, want to be more, and at least try and make it as, be- as much as I can, even though I've only been in six years. At least, say, at least in my first six years, I had a very fulfilling Uh, enlistment and I'm hoping that my next enlistment is just as fulfilling but I gotta have that push and that's where the Legions definitely came in and said, You got it on our end and we're gonna help you at least have the um oh what's the word I'm thinking of the um the courage, I guess you could call it, to say, I wanna do this so but trying to balance everything out again, it's been one of those things, if I wanna be this in the Legion, I gotta kinda time it try and time it with the guard, because if not, I could be behind a year and or could just be out altogether, and got to be careful with that.
0: So another question I have is um, what is your most – what is the time that you look back at the Legion that you will – so far that you will always remember, and why?
1: Hmm. I, I think that would be at least my proudest achievement so far – was not only being the youngest post commander of my American Legion post, but was the fact that um, for the first time in eight years, my fir- at the end of my first year as commander, we had made the membership goal. We had made the 461. We needed to make 460, we made 461, which for a post such as ours where there's a lot of members who are just spread out through the country, but they call Elkins home, very uh, difficult to try and also just recruit, so to just have constant applications in during the meetings, voting people in, and just seeing that number rise. Definitely been a a proud achievement for me so far. But um, just really being involved with the city, with the post in the city, and just being there for the veterans, I think my my proudest achievement would be that.
0: So I know we're all going through this COVID thing. Mm -hmm. So what has been challenges... Um, or what were challenges managing that with managing the legion with covid
1: so with uh with managing with covid we had a meeting um right before the governor shut everything down and people were canceling their um functions back home we were getting ready to have our 101st birthday dinner march 15th 2020 we were Set, had it set in stone and other organizations were just canceling their functions left, right, and center and we had a meeting that Thursday uh, the Thursday before and my membership was asking me, you know, what do we do? Do we cancel? Well, we cancel, we're out that's number of, of uh, dollars because we've already bought everything, we've already got everything ready everything's already pretty much prepared, we just ought to throw it in the oven and call it a day or do we just kind of follow some guidelines of saying if people want to come, they can, if they don't We understand, and actually, that was um, at that dinner. That day was actually the last two events Elkins had in functions for quite a while. Was um, that morning my Masonic Lodge back home had a uh, a third degree raising, and some of the people that were at that raising that morning came to the dinner that night and said, "This is probably gonna be the last thing that happens." And not too long after that, the governor said, "Shut down everything." And my post does have a club room. So we had to shut the club room down, and that's where a lot of our money comes from to do donations, keep the lights on. It's mostly just to keep the, the, the lights on, keep the posts up to date with code and everything, and then a little bit of money for donations. Otherwise, we all our stuff comes from fundraising. So with the post shut down, we still had bills to pay, but we didn't have the income coming in, so we had to look at our finances, look at the different accounts we had and trying to balance it. So it's been... I won't say it was terribly difficult, but it definitely wasn't comfortable to say, we got to take the money that we have and kind of to put towards this, because if we don't, we could lose the post. I won't say we could lose the post, but it wouldn't be fun reopening and then having a lot of time to have to play catch-up. And also, you were on the active duty orders for COVID-2, right? Yes, yeah, so yeah. while all that's been going on, I've also been down here... <laughs> working with the COVID-19 response, doing different things, and trying to also call back home to my post leadership, to my other officers, before I step down and saying, this is what we need to do with this, this is what I think we need to do with this, get a vote going, see what this does, and trying to balance active duty orders and also run the Legion post again has been... has definitely taught me a lot in the ways of being able to balance everything out, give, um, other, give other people chances to kind of rise and uh, show their stars, whether they're material that could potentially be post commander one day. And at the district level, um, I've been having to try and help a post. um, My district is the largest geographic district in the state, and one of the posts that we have is in Thomas over in Tucker County. And Thomas has been around almost as long as Elkins' post has been around, and it's had a a lot of problems, and it's wanting to get rebuilt, get back active in the community, and really be a – since a source of the patriotism in Tucker County. So I've been also calling over to them, calling their members, seeing what I can do to help them, help get their membership uh, built back up. And actually this weekend I did t- I'm did. going over there to help uh, kind of rejuvenate their post. We're, I called a meeting with all the active members and said, all right, we're going to have to basically start from scratch. So I'm learning as I go with different situations, if this presents itself, what are my options? So – it's been a learning experience, I can definitely say that. Um, I wish it was under better circumstances, <laughs> because there's been a few nights that it's uh, it's been stressful. There's also grad school was still going on, while well, all of this has been going on as well, and uh, yeah, it's it's been fun.
0: Is there anything else that we may have missed that you'd like to just say or get out to anybody
1: who might be listening? I'm just very adamant about the organization. I, I liked it, and I really would like to see a lot more people join because if we want to see the organization really move forward and recruit more people of our generation we got to be able to have people of our generation in the organization to say this is the way we want to move but until that can really happen you know we can only do so much
0: we'reman lambert thank you for being on the show today and congratulations again on your award um that'll wrap up today's show For more information on the West Virginia National Guard, you can visit us on the web at wv.ng.mil or you can find us on all major social media platforms at the West Virginia National Guard. This has been Staff Sergeant Caleb Vance with the Beeline. Thank you for listening.